Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Well, we're talking high school football uh, here in spring uh, with Scotty Melvin and friends. Uh, we have, uh, uh, well, welcome to the program, Scotty. Hey, good afternoon, Dave. How are you doing? Well, we have Coach Lequa of the Columbus Wildcats. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. And we got Coach Borison uh, from the Minneapolis Bulldogs. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, Scotty, uh, uh, we've, we, we've, we've got uh, uh, these experts here to talk about the classification changes and the schedule. Uh, and you get the first question. Uh, Coach uh, Borison will answer first, and then Coach Leck will second. All right. Well, first, I'd like to say uh, welcome to the pro- program to both coaches. Guys, uh, I've listened to a lot of your interviews with Dave, and it's great to get to chat with you today. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, Coach Morrison, you're over there at Minneapolis. You guys have spent a lot of time in Class 2A over the years. I think you went, went to the state championship in 2A, didn't you, several years ago? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, back in the, the fall of 2012, <coughs> uh, we were in the, this 2A finals. Okay, so that's been a, a little bit ago, and I, I was at a lot of games that year. I saw the level of competition you guys had to play. And I guess what I'm curious about, and I, I would like to hear um, maybe you explain for listeners, is what, what's the difference uh, between being sent to 2A versus uh, playing some time in 1A? Is there a big difference when you jump a class or go down a class, or is the competition largely the same? Yeah, you know, we thought, and honestly uh, – you know, when we thought um, this would go back to like 2017, you know, I think we had a notion um, that when we dropped from 2A to 1A, uh, that it was going to be, yeah, I, I think we didn't know what to expect. We, we, we thought we were playing, going to play smaller schools. Um, and, you know, the reality of it was the competition was, it was just as good uh, at the 1A level as it was the 2A level. Uh, and, and it didn't take long for our kids and us as a staff to get our eyes open to like, yeah, you know, these are some really, really good football teams and some really, really good football programs. Um, you know, th- that being said, I mean, there are some differences, especially I think when you get to the top, the top end of 2A, uh, you know, some of those schools are a little bit bigger and, and the ones that are traditionally good, um, you know, they're going to have 60, 70 kids out for, out for football. And, you know, the more kids you have out, the more, uh, you know, the more kids you have to draw from. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we're familiar, um, uh, you know, familiar enough with 2A uh, and familiar with, you know, some of the teams that we play. Uh, but, 
you know, you, you never, you never really never quite know what it's going to be going forward. Yeah, I, uh, I was, I would have to agree. I, I'm, I'm looking at the district as it sits right now that you guys will be playing uh, this fall, and I'm, I'm thinking, yes, it's two A's, bigger schools, but I'm not sure you didn't catch a break with the level of competition you guys have been playing in one A these last couple of years. You know, absolutely. I felt, I felt in our district, uh, you know, the last couple of years, um, you know, there, there was really no, you didn't, you, every week, every week it was a dogfight and you had, you know, you know, all state player after all state player after all state player over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, it was, by the time you got to the end of the season, you almost had to catch, it took a while to catch your breath. Like, wow, this is, you know, you didn't have any of those games uh, throughout the year where you just felt like, you know, we could, you can kind of, you know, you could give your C effort and still be fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the reality of it is, is, is you know, that we felt like we had a really, really competitive district, um, especially these past years. And you have, you know, programs the last couple of years, you know, whether it be West Branch or Regina, uh, you know, traditional powers. And, and then you had, you had, you know, like Wilton and Durant who were, had just some outstanding athletes and, and did do things the right way. So it was a battle and, and a struggle for sure. So, um, you know, we're excited about the opportunities that we have going forward with, you know, this new district. And, you know, it, it is fun to play different teams. I think that's kind of the – sometimes that gets lost in the, in, you know, in the in the shuffle. You get teams you haven't necessarily prepared for and for a long time and different venues and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, Scott, go ahead and ask uh, uh, Coach Leckel a question, and, and I'll do the same with both of them. Well, um – Coach Lequa, I got to watch your uh, Wildcats up close and personal a few times last year. And you know I love that wing tee. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess I'm curious, uh, and I'll let you be the mouthpiece here. Uh, the first thing I noticed when I scanned over Class A is, uh, first off, District Show Albernet has been bumped up to 1A, which I'm a little disappointed in because I wanted to see you guys get a shot at, at uh, revenge against them this year. But uh, – I also noticed Grundy Center's bump up to 1A. Um, how relieved does the rest of the Class A feel that uh, that a Grundy Center is not a roadblock anymore and a path to a uh, trip to the dome? Yeah, you uh, you know you're not the only one that, that wanted that uh, another another rematch with Albernet. You know that was just a, uh, an instant classic, and and you know that's a, that's a solid program up there. They're they're good athletes, good kids, good coaching staff. Uh, you know, that would have been a fun one to continue, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they we had a feeling uh, going into the offseason that, that, that they would move up. You know, you kind of start to, to kind of look at, at those numbers and, and kind of gauge what, what where you think some teams might go. Um, so we, we kind of thought we would lose that opportunity. But, mm-hmm. you know, when Grandy Center moved up, too, I think they were the biggest A school last year. So there was kind of a feeling they would probably move up, mm-hmm. too. But, you know – with those two moving up, it's not like A is, is lacking quality teams. I mean, oh, yeah. goodness, you, you, you still got you, – I mean, just, you just look at that District 4. Uh, you know, you got East Buchanan and Bellevue and Maquoketa Valley with North Lynn. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, of playoff teams, you know, that are still in Class A, a lot of perennial teams. Um, it's – there's by, – by no means did the path get, you know – a hundred times easier um, just, just with a couple of those playoff teams moving up. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I was kind of surprised, you know, that, that, that uh, both Van Buren and, and L&M dropped down. Um, yeah. 
I, I thought maybe maybe one of them would, but I, I was kind of stunned. Uh, I, I'm sure L&M's enjoying that. You know, they were in there like like Minneapolis, uh, the same district. Oh, yeah. You know, the last couple of years that was that was a brutal district. So, um, but you know, I I I, I think we kind of had a feeling for what our district would be again. I, I didn't, I didn't know for sure that, that, uh, L&M would drop down. We were going to, you know, play them. They were a non-district team that we'd like to play anyway as a rival. Mm-hmm. Um, now it just turns into a district game, but, uh, um, yeah, class A is still full of really, really good teams. You know, we've got our work cut out for us. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna rest on it at all. All right. It's my turn to have a whack at you guys. Uh, well, uh, I brought you both on because of, uh, well, uh, one was a two-way, one was, well, one's moving and making a lot of changes. One's kind of staying the same. There's some uh, outside the conference implications. There's a little a little shuffling around inside, but not as much. Uh, uh, so I'm going to ask you both the same thing. Uh, uh, let's just talk about talk about the, 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 new, the new pond you're swimming in. Uh, what are the teams in there? What are the challenges of the conference schedule that you guys are facing? Go ahead, Coach Borson first. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've had a couple people ask this last couple of days, and, and the reality of it is, is I have no clue. Um, we we played West Burlington last year, and we've, and we've played them traditionally. So I, I, I can speak intelligently to them. Uh, they have, you know, they're, they're, doing, they're getting some things wrong on there. Obviously, got athletes galore, um, and uh, you know, we're. I thought Coach Bowman did a, did a nice job this season in really trying to turn around the culture and, and, and get kids out for football. Um, last time we played Central Lee, I think, was in 2019, um, and you know, so I, I mean, I've seen him in, in junior high athletics, so that's that's about where it ends there, and then. Uh, Mid Prairie was 2017, and Davis County and Albia, I think it's been like 2012 or 2013. So I'm not exactly uh, sure uh, what we're gonna what we're walking into. Um, I, I know there there are programs that we've been familiar with, but I think a lot of, in a lot of cases it's different staffs uh, and, uh, and and kids that we're not necessarily familiar with, which is fun and exciting. I, I think that's the um, you know that that's that's part of the that's part of the fun of it, and uh, um, you know we'll be we'll get her figured out eventually. But yeah, right now I, I couldn't. Or some of our kids were asking me the other yesterday and today, and I I couldn't. I mean, you can look up things on Quick Stats or or Bound or whatever it is now, and you can find records and this and that. But you know, have no idea about what, who's come back and who's got what and, and this and that. But it it makes it exciting going forward. Well, Coach Lequa, uh, you got uh, uh, a little fine tuning to do. There's a little, lot of the same uh, uh, cooking and some some new uh, some new things on the conference menu. Uh, what are you What are you looking at at, at this season? Uh, uh, how do you like the way the the classifications came out for you? And uh, uh, could you go over some of these uh, uh, matchups that you're going to have this year? Yeah, it's 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 largely similar to what we had last year. Um, you know, with the addition of a, um, a Van Buren dropping down, um, then you have L and M, who again we've been playing as a as a uh, as a non district team, so they're now a district opponent. And then you've got uh, Danville, um, who I believe has been with Mount Pleasant, I want to say, the last few years. Um, so they're they're firing their program back up. 
you know, and, and in the process, we lost North Cedar and Albernet um, as district opponents. So, you know, it's it's even though you know I look at that and then I see a lot of, of similar or teams we've, we've we've seen here in the past couple of years. Um, at the same time, you know, and I mentioned Dandel, you know. I know their junior high, they had a nice junior high program. They played us the last number of years and they've had some nice athletes. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that they were trying to get, get their own program going again, but you never know what you're going to get with them. You know, you're one back, um, as, as kind of a standalone, um, you know, I'm pretty sure Lisbon is getting a new head coach or maybe has already gotten a new head coach. So again, you kind of, you assume they're going to do some traditional stuff. That's just a that's just a, a team that's year in and year out real tough, and they're probably going to continue to play Lisbon type of football. But again, with a, with a new head coach, you're not 100 percent sure. Um, I, I believe Wapo's got a new head coach. Uh, again, you know Van Buren. We haven't faced him. Um, you know Highlands in year two of, of their head coach. Um, so there's still some some newness to it, even though it's some familiar foes. Um, I, you know just. For me, sentimentally, I, I look at this district, and it reminds me a, a lot of the the old conferences that I grew up watching, uh, going to games as, as a little kid here in Columbus. It looks like a lot of the old Southeast Iowa conference uh, to me, and, and that's kind of cool in a sense. So um, we're one of of two districts in Class A that that had eight teams. Everybody else has got seven, so that kind of restricts us down to only one non conference game this year. So that'll be a little different too. Go ahead, Scott. Okay, well, I'll ask kind of a, just kind of a curiosity question for both of you guys. Uh, first, Coach Borison, and, and it'll be the same for you, Coach Lekwell. I'm looking at your at your districts and seeing some rivals that are actually in your district now. Uh, Minneapolis, I think, traditionally got a rivalry going there with West Burlington. Um, so when you're looking at your, uh, your non-district games, uh, I guess you get at least one or two. Is there anybody um, rivalry-wise that you guys would like to get on the schedule if possible or, or maybe some new blood that you'd like to uh, get on the schedule for uh, this coming fall? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Uh, we've, you know, we've, <laughs> we've been in contact with a lot of different, uh, with a lot of different schools. Um, you know, traditionally we've played Wapolo uh, for years and years and years. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with uh the the class a d- district that you guys are talking about um uh having eight 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 teams in that district that makes that makes that game a little bit tougher to schedule um and and there was some information that came out from the state today that 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 really kind of uh you know the the wording from the state it sounded like it was even more difficult to schedule uh with that so uh, we've, we, you know, the, that's always one there, uh, you know, in, in honestly, I think we're looking at, uh, you know, some of our, some of the teams we, we've played the last couple of years, whether it be a Wilton or a Durant or a West branch mm-hmm. or bigger yeah. Kyoto or something along those lines. Uh, you know, some of the one, a teams, uh, that, that we spent some time with last few years, just trying to, to organize, uh, and, and trying to figure out what's the best non-district fit for us going into this, going into the year. I mean, I, I think you want to find that balance where you, uh, you, you have competitive games that prepare you for district play, but also allow for, um, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to schedule the 85 Bears uh, for your first for the first game and then have it, everything just go go sideways. Like, you know, you know, trying trying to find that balance. Uh, 
you know, but yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot of options on the table and, and we're not eating where I know some other, other districts are close to figuring out what their, you know, where they want their, their non-district priority list are. We are not quite there yet. Uh, we're still working and, and trying to figure out what, what we need to do. So it's fun and it's exciting. I, I, I do enjoy the process with it. And then, you know, ultimately, no matter what you put down there, then you might, you might get a wild card here or there that you didn't necessarily, uh, you know, you don't know where that one came from, but. All in all, it's fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm real excited to see what transpires next fall for all you guys. Um, Coach Lekwa, you've only got one, it sounds like, uh, non-district game. Is there anybody that you want the Wildcats in particular to uh, maybe from – you're talking about your childhood there and, and the classic games and rivalries of the area. Is there anybody out there that uh, you guys would like to put on the schedule? Well, you know, we prior to this, the districts coming out, we, we'd started reaching out to some teams, as, as I imagine most schools do, you know, and just try to get a feel. Uh, it, like a, it, it does make it difficult when you only got one, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that leaves us at week one, no matter what. We, you know, everybody gets that non-district week one, and then they've got another one sprinkled in somewhere else where, you know, we're, we're stuck with week one, and, and if you've got somebody that you've been, uh, you know, maybe kind of in agreeing with, with uh, listing each other, uh, and then suddenly they have a priority that, that takes their week one, well, then they're automatically out. You know, they're kind of off your list. So, um, you know, I'll echo, you know, what Coach Morrison said. Uh, you don't want to – week one, uh, you know, you don't want to schedule, uh, you know, the Bears. Like he said, <laughs> you're, you're kind of – certainly – we're not in a position to do that. I, I can say that, you know, we had a, we had a nice season last year and I know, uh, you know, three years ago, my, my first season coaching here, you know, everybody wanted to, to schedule us cause we were kind of struggling. Um, and, yeah. and a lot of the schools out there were kind of saying, well, Hey, you know, this, this might be a, a nice one for our boys and a confidence builder. And suddenly you, you have a, a, a good season and, and the emails start to dry up a little bit. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know yet how it'll shake out, and, and I'm certainly not saying that in, in, in an arrogant way. It's just the, the, the nature of it. You know, some teams are yeah. they're looking to match up, and there's there's certainly teams you know that that we would probably rather dodge too. So um, hopefully, we get somebody that's you know we we need a game to to to, to get up for, um, you know, yeah. and we we want to start the season off strong. Certainly, uh, we don't want to we don't want to get a team that, that, uh, you know, that, that we're going to walk through and we certainly don't want somebody that's just going to overpower us. And, and that's, you know, that's not, that's easier said than done. So, uh, hopefully we'll have that figured out. I, I think you got to have your list put in maybe by the end of this week or so. I can't remember what the email today said. I read it too. It was, I was kind of halfway confused by some of it, but, um, at any rate, you know, we'll get somebody, in there and, 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 you know, whatever it is, we'll, we'll prepare for and, and then look for some, then we'll have those, uh, you know, seven straight district games following. Yeah. Well, uh, we are talking to coach Borison of the Minneapolis Bulldogs, coach Lequa of the Columbus Wildcats. And, uh, to fill out the panel, we have Scotty Melvin. Uh, we are discussing the, the classifications, uh, and the new, uh, districts and everybody that, that that's out, uh, uh, and I'm sure I'm I'm certain that this is a plot to uh, confuse me because as soon as I figure out who's playing where and what, they they shuffle the deck and I don't know what's going on at all. But uh, hopefully this uh, episode will get us uh, uh, in the right direction. So coaches, uh, start with Coach Borison. Um, same question to both of you. Uh, something was kind of popping through my head. Uh, 
as uh, uh, Coach Leckel was talking about Lisbon replacing their coach. Then uh, uh, recently, uh, Mid Prairie uh, is replacing their coach. Coach Cavanaugh's uh, stepping down after 20 years. They're getting a new coach there in, in Central Lee. Uh, and I think uh, this is a good question for you, Coach Borson, because uh, uh, you're going to face a lot of new teams that you, ha- you don't know a lot about. So what's tougher to plan for? Uh, a whole team that you've never played and don't know anything about or a team that you've played a whole bunch of times that has a new coach? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I think it's – I'm going to go with the, a team that you've played a lot against and has a new coach. And the reason why I, I think is uh, you can always look back on huddle and you can, uh, you know, and you can watch games from years past, uh, you know, and we do this regularly, especially if you're playing a team that you played last, you know, the previous year. All right, what do they do? Are they doing the same things? But subconsciously, I think it's hard to sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes say like, well, you know, we're going to play Mid Prairie and they're going to line up and run. They're going to run tight end, tight end I formation, and they're going to shuffle the H back and they're going to, they're going to run power. Like they've done that for years. And so it'll be, even though you, even though you may scout them this year and they may run five wide, who knows at some point in time, you still subconsciously think they're probably going to go back and do that. Where, as I think if you don't have any really familiarity with it, um, you know, everybody's got access to everybody's games on huddle. So, I mean, you, you can immerse yourself in it, you know, as much as you need to uh, and, and get a good idea. So, yeah, I, I, the, the, the traditional teams that uh, – it's like when we played Sigourney Kyoto a few – like this has been probably five, 10 years ago and they weren't running the single wing. It was hard to uh, – it was really kind of hard to – like hard to try to figure out what in the world they were doing. But you still kept thinking they're going to go back to it at any point in time. And, and we actually prepped for it even though they didn't ever run it. So, yeah, which which ended up being a waste of time. But anyway, as I digress there, uh, you know, I, 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 would, I would say that's probably a little bit more tough. Coach Lecko, what do you think about that same question? Well, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, now with, with you know, you don't got to do the old school tape sharing, you know, from, from 20, 30 years ago. You know, you can get anybody's film on huddle. So, um, you know, that certainly helps it out. Um, you know, I, I we've got, a, like I said, we've got three or four new coaches, uh, at least that I can tell in our district this year and you you kind of you kind of hope that uh, you get enough preparation uh, time for each one of them to kind of figure out exactly what they're going to do um but you know at the end of the day um you know if, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a head coach and you're you're preparing yourself so you can prepare your team you know you're, you're going to be keeping your eye out uh for for whoever i mean last year you know, you get towards the second half of the season and you start looking at playoff teams that you're not even, you may never even see. At least that's what I did. And I, I know a number of the coaches I spoke with, class A coaches anyway, anyway were the same way. So, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, by week by week two, you'll probably have a good idea what everybody's doing, uh, at least, you know, baseline. So, um, but it should be fun. It should be uh, exciting. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see new things, whether they're new, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, just because of a new coach or, or you know, uh, the program kind of changes their, their, their approach. So uh, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to, to, 
you know, getting getting around in the summer and, and actually having a, a physical schedule I can look at and, and you can start, you know, planning accordingly. Go ahead, Scott. Well, I, I got some thoughts that kind of bounce around in my head this time of year. It's spring. I'm kind of bored. I'm, I'm looking for something to watch sports-wise, waiting for football to start. Uh, so I guess I'm curious, what, what do you guys uh, start, um, say, like summer workouts? And what's the schedule like uh, from here till you actually can get into, like, the camps or, or, say, August practices and all that? Coach Morrison, what do you guys have on the docket for uh, – the Bulldogs this summer? Well, I mean, not a lot until the end of the school year. I mean, we try to encourage our, our guys to be active, um, mm-hmm. whether they're out for track or soccer or golf or whatever. You know, it's try to be active and to be competitive. Uh, and, and, it, and the same thing goes for baseball in the summer. So, you know, like any small school, you're trying to juggle all of those different things and different schedules and different, uh, you know, uh, you know, different uh you know, commitments that, that kids have, you know, uh, and I think that's one of the things, whereas, you know, you might have, you know, you, you, you may end up with, you know, in our case, you might end up with 50 kids out for football or whatever it might be. You know, football is not the main love of, of every one of those 50 kids. Right. I can tell you that much. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, trying to balance all those things and, and, and to, you know, to find different ways to, to, to push and to, to find different ways to go there, you know, we'll do our, our, our summer off season program. We'll start once, you know, we, we usually do like a, a baseline, uh, end of, end of year testing weight in the weight room and, and some speed testing. And then, and then off we go into, um, you know, our summer workouts, um, you know, and, and with the summer workouts, there'll be some seven, well, we try to get together, do some seven on seven. We've done some creative things, uh, the last few years, like with Winfield, um, you know, and, and a few other teams just kind of doing like an almost like a like other other sports can do an open gym. So why don't we do it for football? Do an open field where we just kind of do different, you know, different drills, different things. You know, kind of make it low key. So uh, yeah, and, and, and try to figure out where where you're at from there. And and I, I think every team out there is gonna at, at some point in time during the summer like look at the kids you have and and try to figure out what's what's the best course of action offensively or defensively or special teams wise, like what are we going to do to, to maximize the potential of the kids that we have? Um, and, you know, that, that's where the real fun gets into it and, and trying to figure out what, what plays you had that worked, what plays you had that won't work and off you go. Sounds good. Coach Lecla, what about the Logcats? Of, uh, you guys, are you doing any seven on sevens or anything like that uh, through the summer? Uh, we definitely would like to, you know, that's kind of been uh, something that, that we've, you know, maybe struggled with a little bit here the last couple of years. And, and I've, and I've said it before, I think as much as anything, it's, it's just been kind of coaching and then reps, um, but we definitely would like to do some of that, but, you know, right now, um, you know, I, I like to encourage those boys, you know, to, to go off a track if possible. And certainly we've got, we've got a pretty good soccer program as well. And I think that's a, that's a good spring sport. Um, you know, our, 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 our boys, uh, you know, track team, they won the, the 1A state indoor championship here a week or so ago. So they're really yeah. uh, focused on that and, and they should be. So, um, but you know, we, we like to start off, you know, what we, what we do. Uh, I started uh, two years ago, 
you know, once school's out and, and summer's going, we do uh, what, what I call a pro day, and we just kind of mimic kind of what these colleges would do where you get out. And, and uh, similar to what Coach Borson said that they do, you know, you, you kind of do some lifting and you do some, you know, maybe a 40 and a 5.10.5, just something. And, and ultimately, it is kind of a baseline. We, we kind of want to see if there's some, some progress from year to year and maybe beginning of summer to, to camp at the end of summer. Um, but it, it, it's – almost as important as anything is just getting the football team together to start the summer. Um, so, you know, to kind of, Hey, let's, let's get wrapped back into to football here. And, you know, certainly that's when the workouts really start starting, uh, really get started. Um, and, you know, hopefully, like I said, we can sprinkle in some seven on seven yeah, and, and stuff like that if possible. And, um, you know, I, I think after having a little bit of success last year, I think the boys will be a little more excited and a little more apt to, to, you know, we had good numbers last year, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, sometimes getting those seven-on-sevens and, and camps and stuff scheduled, um, sometimes it's hard to get everybody, you know, on the same page. And hopefully that uh, – hopefully having a little bit of success last year will help that out. So, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm really I'm, – I'm looking forward. You know, we had our first outdoor track meet last night, and I, and I was up there and I really enjoyed watching the boys uh, compete and I'm looking forward to the rest of track season with them. And then, you know, once track gets over, which is, you know, right at the end of the school year uh i'll be excited to to get the summer stuff going yeah and i i just want to point out quick dave's the one that's kind of turned me on to the fact that uh i think i was one of just a few or a handful of states that has summer baseball so you might have a few players both of you uh doing that over the summer as well but uh but yeah i mean yeah back home in illinois we didn't have that challenge they played in the spring so you, the football team had all summer to hang out <laughs> but uh yeah i was just curious how that goes all right, guys. Uh, so when the classification comes out and then the districts are all set up and you see who you're going to play, what what happens next? I mean, you've got some conference games you've got to fill in. Does the state fill out the, the conference schedule and then say you've got this date and this date to find the conference thing? Or do you find the conference games and then the state works around that? How does that all work out? Yeah, so um, yeah, the state will, you know, so now we, well, it, it it first starts with, like, these are the teams in class 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, A, et cetera, uh, and then they will announce, uh, which they did yesterday, which is announced the groups that, uh, or the groups or districts that you're in, um, and then they gave us, I think, until the end of, I don't know, it's either this week or next week, uh, to come up with your priority list for your non-district opponents. So like for us as a, a two-way team, we're going to have three uh, non-district um, non-district games. Uh, you know, I, obviously like with uh, in Columbus's situation, they're only going to have one. So, uh, and then you submit those and then the state's the one that ultimately determines like the schedule of like you play this team this week, this team that week, and then you'll have schedules for the 2023 and 2024 uh, season uh, to go from, and then the next step then is like finding officials and this that, trying to figure out when homecoming is, blah blah blah, all the other fun stuff that goes along with it. Coach Lecklin, yeah, I mean it's same process. I, you know, certainly schedules slightly different with us only having that uh, that one non-district. So normally when you would have two, um, the way they set it up is you, your week one would be again this is for class a i'm not sure what it is for 2a um but for us week one 
is a non-district, and then somewhere between two and eight is another one. Um, so in this case, for us this year, week one is still not a, a non-district, and then we're straight district after that. So like I said, if, if you were, uh, if you had, and again, if you reach out to these schools and, and, you know, yeah, we'll put you number one on our priority and they'll put you number one, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if you had a school that had a couple teams uh, and, and you were one of them, uh, and then suddenly now you come out and you've only got one one crack at it at, at a non-district and they've got to choose, well, geez, which team is it going to be? You know, suddenly somebody might be left out to dry, you know, to, to try to find a new dancing partner. So, um, I don't know. You know, I think you can list seven. And I like like Coach Borson said, I think you've got till the end of this. I think it's the end of this week. I, I Like I said, I just read the email today and, and skimmed through it. And uh, some stuff was perfectly clear and other other things weren't quite so clear but um i think you know i i think that you can list seven but beyond the first two it's kind of murky as to how they would match anybody up um so we're, we're going to try to find uh you know a good opportunity for us and somebody who's who's excited to play us as well uh, and hopefully we can we can find that here you know we, we've like i said we've talked to a couple schools so hopefully we'll have that locked in here pretty soon well, before I turn it over to Scotty, does anybody have a ballpark idea when the schedule is actually going to come out? I'm trying to think of when it came out two years ago, and I, and I can't I can't really recall. My guess would be probably early April sometime. Okay. I, I, by, I, I, whether it's this week or next week, it'll take a little while for them to get everything together. So Easter or a little bit probably after Easter. Scotty? Well, I'm thinking about uh, some of what we've talked about since these uh, classifications came out and the district's uh, uh, list came out. And we know that um, there are some schools in our area, uh, especially in 3A, especially one in particular that's got a really odd uh, amount of travel they're going to have to do uh, for the next two years. And I'm not seeing, Coach Leckwell, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, head scratchers in your, your District 5 there in Class A. Everybody seems to be uh, pretty close geographically. And uh, same for you, uh, Coach Borison. I'm not seeing anything real crazy uh, for Mediapolis this year, although Albia is a ways out there. Davis County is a little bit of a drive. Um, but can you guys tell us if you have any idea what the state's thinking sometimes when they give uh, a school that has close area teams that they could be paired up with in a district and an absolutely crazy amount of road trips um, away from home to do in the fall? I, I, we're just kind of scratching our head over some of the some of the uh, scheduling we've seen come out this season or coming season. Yeah, I'll take a um, crack yeah, at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I – I, and they won't – I don't think the state has ever really come out and said it, but they're also going to look at the competitive balance of, of the districts. Um, so if that means extending boundaries for some in order to get who they perceive, you know, to be, you know, maybe a stronger program here or there or whatnot, um, you know, I, I, I mean, they definitely do that in other sports when you look at regions for basketball or districts for wrestling or whatever it might be um uh, i think the same thing somewhat comes true in football i know with class with class 2a in particular looking at the map 
there was one team, Clarinda, which I think was like an hour and a half away from any other two A team. So I think mm-hmm. they kind of, I think they kind of set their their. Um, it, it, it appeared like they just kind of set their like we're starting here and moving find these teams, and then you know it, it makes a lot of sense two uh, A wise if you look at the map. Like everybody's kind of clustered together. Um, you know we had the opportunity. We we either figured we were going to go more north or, or more west. Um, and just based off the teams that we saw in there. And, and I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a lot of similar teams that we see like in track and field, like we're, we've been to way forever and end up in Eddieville all the time and against a lot of the same teams. So uh, was, it wasn't a, a, a huge surprise there, but, but I definitely do think the the state has uh, does look at, you know, trying to uh, make sure the districts have a little bit of balance as far as, um, you know, competitiveness, perceived competitiveness, I should say. That's, uh, yeah. Coach Leiko, what do you think about that? I I would agree. You know, I I mean, when I, when I look at our district, um, you know, in, in years past for class a, um, you know, just looking for, you know, Southeast kind of straight South of us, you know, certainly Wapos a little bit South, but there was no class a. Um, So we were always, you're always kind of, you know you're going to go north. I mean, you're going to play some teams that are that are to the north. You know, example. You know, we had Alburnett. They're you know they're way up there past Cedar Rapids, and you've got Lisbon, and you've got uh, North Cedar. You know, those are those are yeah. a long drive. So so you know, with with Danville coming back, we knew they were coming back. We knew they'd be a. You know, that's going to probably drop one of the teams from the north, and then then you added in Van Buren uh, and L and M more traditional Southeast Iowa teams, um, you know, that, that district map certainly shifted South. Um, and I think the inclusion of Lisbon, you know, as coach Borson alluded to could be a competitive balance thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, are you, are you going to put him in district four with, with East Buck and, and, uh, Northwind and Makoka Valley and, and, and those teams, I, I don't know uh, if, that, if that's the reason why or not, but, uh, you know, we've, we've had, we've had decent, Drives, I think everybody probably does to some of these games this year. You know, Van Buren, Pekin, Lisbon, those are all, you know, roughly an hour away. But at the same time, you've got Highland 15 minutes away, L&M 10 minutes away, Wapolo 15 minutes away. You know, I think I think Lisbon's the team that's probably looking, especially, you know, Lisbon to Van Buren. That's got that's got to be two, a little over two hours, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, for us, it's it's not bad. I can remember years years ago before I was coaching, where where Columbus got into some districts where we were. I think we played somebody way out by Des Moines. It was just crazy. So um, I, I'm 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 happy with ours. You know, you're going to drive a little bit, but uh, yeah, not it's not too bad to be honest with you. I I wasn't sure. I I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about that, just because the the one I'm talking about in particular happens to be in 3A, and I thought, well, some of the, the teams that we think they should swap you know, that made more sense geographically. If they did that, the one the one district would have been so loaded with perennial powers that, it, it, you know, that might raise some eyebrows. <laughs> I, I wondered if uh, that was maybe something the state considered. Well, uh, Coach Borison, uh, you're giving up your game with Wapolo. Uh, that saddens me. Uh, also, you won't be playing uh, Sigourney, Kyoto. Uh, and uh, that is also a good one. And do you think we could get a hold of some of these guys and make out this schedule and 
and have them do a little less competitive balance and a little more what's good for Round Guy Radio's uh, ratings? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We're, we're all about ratings, and uh, yeah, we, we can we can figure something out. Yeah, it's it, it, it's hard, and it, it's hard when you, it, especially as uh, you know, as you go through it, and, and you have. You know, you have some teams you've played a lot over the years, and and whether or not there's somebody that, you know, I mean, like when we play Waffle, we have a great gate. I mean, it's it's an exciting time. Whether or not both teams are good, both teams are bad, somewhere in between, it doesn't really matter. It's usually been the first game of the year, so everybody's optimistic and excited. Um, and you know, I. I would obviously be something that that we would like to continue if it if it, if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't um you know but in in your other games out there uh you know that it, it, we played Sigurd, i mean the last well we played them the last three or four years uh, whether it be in the postseason or regular season and you know those have been those have been great games fun games to be a part of and uh you know two communities that really enjoy football uh, and, and enjoy, and, you know, enjoy a good Friday night, and, and Jared and those guys over there do a great job with it. So, yeah, well, I'm all for whatever. Let's 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 get the ratings going, and let's have make everybody happy. <laughs> well, he's he's on board, uh, Coach Lequa. I didn't have any trouble with uh, the ratings when you played, no matter who you were. But uh, you're almost always right in the wheelhouse there. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, you got a little bit of coming and going, but. Uh, uh, you get a good rivalry going uh, with the team, and and uh, things switch out. Uh, uh, does that create some highs and lows in the season? Yeah, I mean it. It, it does. Um, like I said earlier, you know, we we, uh, we were we were wanting to keep that Albernet thing going. You know, that's that's a competitive game, and, and those, you know, when when it comes to districts, uh, a lot of times uh, if they do shuffle up quite a bit, you, you kind of lose some of those. Uh, new rivalries it's hard to establish them i should say so uh you know uh, l m now that they're back in the district we you know we always would play them and that was normally a week one same thing big gate uh for for both teams regardless of, of quality of opponent or you know quality of how, how, how well each team is doing so um you know whoever we get this year Hopefully it's a it's a it's a good uh, non district marriage that we can uh, you know establish something or, or maybe revive something and uh, you know kick something off and then have a, a, a good competitive uh, you know set of games going forward. So, uh, but you know overall you know we've got some teams here you know Wapolo that's that's a that's a close rival you know similar to, similar to, to Wapolo and, and Minneapolis you know uh, Wapolo and Columbus you know that's that's another good game to have, you know, Pekin, uh, you know, uh, probably most of the kids on my team don't think much about Pekin in terms of a rivalry, but man, myself and my coaching staff, all of us guys that grew up and played in the nineties, Pekin was the, you know, that was the game that was a, you know, both teams were really, really good back then. So that, that means a lot to the program. That's a good rivalry. Um, you know, Highland's close. Um, so uh, we, we won't be short on, on spirited rivalries and games this year, I don't think. Well, Scotty, uh, we've been talking to him quite a while. Why don't we each uh, yep. go one more yep. question? Okay, well, if, if we're going to do one more, I'm just winging it at this point. i I, I got to ask about some players, um, you know, past and present. But both of you guys have got some of my favorite players or have had, uh, say, last fall or Coach Borson. I was, uh, I was in Minneapolis a lot during that season that, 
uh, Jesse Ertz led your team all the way to the state semis before he got hurt before the title game and all that. And uh, I got to know what it's like to have kids at these small schools of that caliber, like a Jesse Ertz or an Anthony Isley, Cole Lipper. Uh, you got Drew Miller there getting all these offers as a punter. Coach Leckman's got uh, some some of the biggest, strongest linemen I've seen in a while. You've got uh, some of the best speed with the Tristan Miller, Caden Amragon. Uh, what's it like to have kids like that coming through the program? Well, I mean, the, the the first thing I think is, you know, you're you're extremely blessed as a coach to be able to have the opportunity to coach those kids. I mean, and you know, I I think no matter what no matter what happens or, or this or that, I I think those kids, you know, yes, they all have an, an, an you know a, a finite level of God given ability, but mm-hmm. they all worked hard and they all yeah. put so much time in uh, away from the Friday night lights, uh, you know, they, and it's, it's one of those things where you're like, if everybody knew how hard they worked, you know, then it makes the success that they have, you know, you know, the success they have going forward. Uh, it's not a surprise. And, you know, whether it be, you know, the kids that we've had, um, you know, coach luck was got all sorts of good kids at Columbus that, that work hard and do things the right way. Uh, it's fun and and it's fun for the it's fun for the kids it's fun for the community uh you know it's fun i it's you know i work in the elementary school so i see you know i see a bunch of six seven eight nine ten year olds that look up to these guys like they're mm-hmm. you know like they're you know they're patrick mahomes you know for that matter like uh and you know so it's it, it, it's fun to see um and, and it, you, you have those kids and the most important thing is that i think i'm excited for them is you know, like like you're using football, you know, as an opportunity to, you know, further education, as an opportunity for you to put your name on the map, and whether it be you're playing at the D1 level, whether you're D2, D3, whatever it might be, like, you know, that this is it's an opportunity for you to grow as a person and as as an athlete, and um, you know, it's exciting. But like like we see all these guys, and you see all the accolades, and you you know you everybody's everybody's excited about what they can do, but man, there's a lot of hard work that goes in that nobody sees. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's nice for those kids that put the, the time and effort in that they're rewarded. Yeah. Uh, Coach Lekwa, Leko, what, uh, what do you think about that as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the just crazy amount of talent? And I know all the kids I want to point out too, that they're all working hard, whether the ones are, genetically gifted or not, uh, you know, but the ones that uh, really stand out and get written about and talked about a lot, um, what's it like to coach those kids? Well, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed coaching every year regardless of, of uh, you know, the, the, the individual or team success we've had because I just I, – I love it. And, and you, you love to see kids um, pushing themselves and, and pursuing, you know, a, a dream and, and trying to trying to get better and – um, that's that's been a lot of fun, and you know, uh, very blessed right now with with um, some really great kids. I mean, I, I can't say it any more than that. It's 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 a, a really solid group. Um, certainly, their athletic ability um, showed up, you know, on Friday nights uh, last year. Um, but they're great kids. They're a joy to be around. You know, if we would have went 0 and 8 last year, I still would enjoy being around those those boys. So um, they're great kids. They come from great families. Um, and, and that makes it even that much more rewarding as a coach. And I think, you know, you saw last year, 
um, uh, there was certainly a lot more community involvement. You know, once, you know, I, I've said this before on this on on Round Guy Radio. I, I told those boys when I took over three years ago, it's a football town. You've mm-hmm. just got to wake people up, and they woke people up this year, and the community started really getting behind them. And you started seeing little kids playing football behind the bleachers, and uh, you know, on Friday nights. And you started, you know, we go over on thank uh, Thanksgiving, excuse me, homecoming. <laughs> we go over on homecoming uh, and, and greet the kids on their way in to school at, at the elementary school. And boy, the eyes were just lit up from these little kids. Uh, they, they they looked up at these boys as, as, as heroes, you know. And, and that's gotta that's gotta make those boys feel good. And certainly, your underclassmen and they look up to these, you know, these Jeffrey Hobacks and these Tristan Millers and Caden Amagons and Cole Storms, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I could I could name. Numerous, you know, dozens of boys, uh, those underclassmen look up to them and, and uh, really, really see what they're doing um, and see all the, the work they put in. They know how hard those those boys work. Those boys put in a lot of hours in the dark that nobody sees and nobody notices. And, and those underclassmen know that and they see it. Um, and, and you hope that, uh, you know, you hope that they take that to heart and, and you know, try to, to emulate that work ethic and, and, you know, try to achieve those same same things moving forward. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's fun. And, you know, uh, whether they're the most talented kid on the roster or not, um, you know, the kids are, their kids are good and they, and they try hard. You know, we didn't have any kids last year that, that didn't try hard. And, and, you know, I'm based off of Minneapolis success. I'm sure they were in the same boat uh, with, with the level better throughout, throughout their program too. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I love it. All right, uh, here's my last question. Uh, this is probably going to be easier for you to answer, Coach Leckwell, than uh, uh, Coach Borson. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, teams make a lot of progress. Uh, I'm going to use the Wilton Beavers as an example. Last year, uh, as I was following the Wilton Beavers, I noticed they had a lot of very good uh, sophomores. Now, uh, that was a team you played last year, Coach Borson, probably not this year as uh, the deck is shuffled, but. Uh, is there any teams out there on the horizon that you might play uh, uh, that might be on the uptick? Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a real good question. I I, I'll, I can speak to Wilton and, and, and Wilton, the team that, that we're, we have, I, I, I think we've reached a, a tentative agreement on, on maybe doing a non-district game with them. But yeah, I mean, you can look at their roster and, and you could see, uh, you could see sophomore, sophomore, sophomore sophomores more and more and more so they, like they had a million sophomores that were out there and they're all good players so yeah i mean ryan does a good job with them and then they're gonna they're gonna be ready to roll uh coming into this year and, and I, I think they're i think they're gonna be ready to take a big step uh you know when it comes to uh you know when it comes to class 1a football it, I, you know the other teams in our district um from last year that are all kind of still in 1a um you know, uh, West Branch will have to, uh, re- you know, replace a variety of skill position players, but I'm pretty sure they return just about everybody on their offense and defensive line. And, and let me tell you, they were good. So, um, you know, good luck. Uh, good luck to the, the people that have to play them. And, uh, you know, Regina's Regina, and then they'll figure out a way to, uh, you know, to, to keep keep turning turning out good players so you know as far as the other teams you know i i think in two way goes uh, i was impressed we, we played tipton in a non-district game uh and uh they they had uh, a lot of young guys as well too and then their jv team was was pretty solid that 
some really nice athletes. Uh, so I, I could see them being a, a, the team that, that improves throughout the year and, and continues to get better and, and, and does some good things this year. But yeah, like I said, I, I've a, a lot of unfamiliarity with the actual teams in our district. I can kind of feel like I can speak better to some of the ones that are in the, uh, that, that we played last year, but uh, you know, I, I know this much. The, the the 1A district that we left last year will still be uh, four of the six teams back again, and they're going to be a, a real solid district again this year. All right, Coach Luckwell. Yeah, and I can echo what he said about Wilton. You know, I, I, even though we haven't played them, um, you know, that, that's a – I got a, a really good friend who's, who's got a kid who's one of those sophomores, so – uh, they're, they're definitely a team that, that I, I see a lot of, you know, on my social media, et cetera, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're a team in the area anyway, so that, that's, it's probably going to continue to get better. You know, as far as our district goes, um, you know, I, I, I can't help but look at, at two teams, um, you know, one of them being Pekin, um, you know, Coach Weber down there, he's, he's, uh, I come in as a year three, uh, at that program and he's got that old signature Kyoto single wing which is always kind of a, a, a thorn in your side um and I you know I know they graduated some seniors some good quality seniors last year but I just really think he's got things moving in the right direction I you know we're we're definitely going to have our eyes on on peak and uh, I think they're just doing really good things down there and and you know then then Lisbon and you wouldn't think of, of Lisbon and that you know they're certainly not in a rebuild mode and they're certainly not coming off a down year they were a playoff team but I think, you know, most most seasons, you know, they're a district champ or a runner-up. Uh, and last year, you know, I think they slotted in, a, in, in third place. And so a, a team and a program with that type of tradition and pride, you know, they're going to come back firing this year, I think. Uh, they're, they're really going to look to to get the, themselves back up where they feel they belong. So that's another team um, that, that really I think is going to, you know, really strive to, to – to, change things this year and we'll have to keep an eye on them as well. Well, Scotty, I think we, we, uh, uh, had a pretty good episode here. What do you think? Boy, I agree. It was, it was a lot of fun to be a part of guys. I appreciate you letting me be involved. All right. Yeah, well, so. everybody, we got two minutes left. Scotty, uh, each of you give me a, a two minute close, uh, close here. Oh, you want me to start? Yep. Well, I just wanted to piggyback on what uh, I asked uh, both coaches there last. I agree with both of you, Coach Boris and Coach Lequa, uh, as far as your not, – not just your star players or the ones that are, you know, that really shine or whatever, but all the kids that are involved and in, in how the young people look up to them. Uh, I saw that kind of work in, in my old high school way back when, uh, when they started having success, which was curiously after my class graduated. And uh, you know the, the young kids looked up to the, those older kids that made the playoffs and made some state championship runs and stuff, and it really uh, got interest into the program. And so the numbers were up for 20 years, you know, and, and it really carried through for a long time. And I I've seen that happening at Minneapolis. I see it coming back at Columbus, and I just wanted to congratulate you guys on that. And uh, let you know it's a lot of fun to watch your your teams perform out there. And uh, I, I've made a lot of good memories for me as an Iowa resident these last 27 years. All right, Coach Morrison, go. Yeah, no, I think it's fun to talk football. Uh, and I, I think it's fun to talk, uh, like what Coach Lequa said, um, you know, you got you, you got a lot of kids, uh, whether it be your best players or some of the guys that are a little bit further down or your younger guys. Um, you know, they put in the effort. Uh, 
you know, they like to run out there on Friday nights. They want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, football is the ultimate team game. I think it's the ultimate community game. Uh, I, I love what Coach Leckwith said about the, you know, awakening uh, a football town. Uh, it, there, is not, there is no truer words than that, and, and it's awesome. And, and, you know, when you go to a, a football Friday night uh, in a small town in Iowa, you know when you walk in, uh, and uh, you, you also know when you're not there. And uh, so it's exciting. Well, Coach Leckwith, bring us home. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I'm excited to be on here talking talking football. It's a pleasure to be on with, you know, with Scotty and Coach Borson. Um, you know, anything uh, anything we can do, uh, I like getting on here, not because I like to hear myself talk or anything like that. It's anything we can do to promote these boys and these programs. You know, they put a lot of work into it. They deserve to get recognized. I, I know, um, you know, I know my boys in, enjoy, you know, hearing some of the podcast stuff and, um, you know, I know last last fall we we kind of had that zero to a hundred uh, documentary thing go on. They enjoyed that too. So anything you can do to get their names out and, and, and certainly promote the program and, and, and the community and the school district, you know, I, I'm all for it. And, and you know, you guys uh, did an excellent job of that all fall. I know you continue to do it with with other sports, and um, you know, it, hopefully it won't be too long, and we'll be we'll be on here again talking football. Well, uh, this uh, I I have a. I always go by my instincts, you know, and I thought who would be a good pair uh, uh, to get on here for this. And uh, uh, I think I, I hit a home run. What do you think, Scott? Absolutely. I, I, I mean, we're blessed in Southeast Iowa to have a great coach. I think at just about every school, if not all of them, but uh, I've watched uh, a lot of football in Columbus recently. I've watched a lot of football in Mediapolis over the years. Uh, and I'll say this for Mediapolis, uh, Coach Borson, I always end up having to watch from the visitor side because the home side was packed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, and I see that from Columbus this past fall, and I can I, I absolutely guarantee it's going to continue. Um, so, yeah, you guys were perfect, and I'm glad to have gotten a chance to chat with you both. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for being with us. We're talking, uh, talking a little football in the spring, but apparently uh, – these guys are busy year round. Uh, thanks each of you for being with us. I'd like to uh, hear from all of you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thanks. All right. This is Round Guy Radio. Talk of football in the spring. Thanks for listening. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.